listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Hello, everyone. Today I have my friend Josh here. He is an intuitive tarot reader and also a practicing witch. He has read tarot for around three years and reads every week at Hummingbird Apothecary in Knoxville. He uses tarot to help give clarity and to guide others and himself in whatever matter they need. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Yes, thank you for coming out. So we just did um, a little reading for me right beforehand. So I just like, you know, I guess I was... All these questions I had just like kind of got answered, but I'll continue to ask them. So for others that didn't get to see it, the spread. Um, so I guess my first question will be, um, how do you incorporate Oracle and the Lenord, Lenord Mond into your readings? So when I do readings, I start with a full tarot reading, okay. however long it takes. And then I'll pull three or four Lenormand cards or however we want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, do those so it kind of tells a story and then I pull out the oracle cards sometimes I use two decks sometimes it's one mm-hmm. and I let them pull their own so I'll say like pull however many you want normally it's like three or four I go through them to give them a little bit of like full spectrum guidance after the reading okay um <laughs> okay so you you use different spreads each time or the same or does it sort of change with the, the it client? It normally changes with the person. Mm-hmm. I kind of use like spreads intuitively. So I'll just start pulling cards and lay them down however it feels right. Okay. Yeah, I really noticed because um, I'm like, I guess, very basic at all of this um, because it gets a little overwhelming. You know, I'm like studying astrology and mm-hmm. like reading all these theosophy books. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm like into so many things that I like. I'm not very great at any of them. I'm just like, okay. You have to start somewhere. Right, right. So I do like three card spreads, like past, present, future. But like as you were doing it, I noticed that you didn't get so caught up on each individual card. You're like this, this, this. But it really was like a story versus like when I do my three card spread, I'm like really overanalyzing like what that one card mm-hmm. means. But I kind of liked the, like the movement of how you were doing it. And it was just like so clear like i you know it, to me it was like better than like me like having to look up like what does the three coins to the left mean and that's where you really have to start though is learning right. the meanings and then you kind of go into it from there and you can build up better spreads for yourself and get deeper into it right but i will say sometimes depending if like they have a set question they want me to read on uh-huh then i'll pull out like three or four and then put little ones like in between to be the bridge to kind of okay. get more clarity onto the topic they're asking about right so sometimes it's like totally different mm-hmm. numbers or so if you're like, if you did mine at the end, had we not like came to a good conclusion, would you have like, mm-hmm. I would have okay. gotten the clarity that you needed. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's so cool. Like I did one reading one time that was like an hour and a half long for somebody. <laughs> wow. It was, it like, was a lot. Like your whole deck. Like Pretty much. That's cool because um, sometimes I get like sad at the cards I'm not using. Mm-hmm. Like I did a spread. My friend just, like, asked me. I'm I'm not a professional, you know? But, like, if someone asks me, I'm like, okay, I'll lay them out and I'll send you what the book says. Like, I'm not good well, at it. Sometimes in- it helps them, like, understand a little bit better. Right. Because everyone's minds work differently. Exactly, exactly. But I don't even remember what this But <laughs> Yeah, it's... <laughs> I just... I'm not as great at it. But I'm, I'm dabbling, you know? I do, like, the Mystical Shaman Oracle deck and... 
like Ascended Master deck. And I do some tarot. Like, I feel like with tarot, sometimes I'll just pull, like, one card. But, like, every time I do a tarot reading for myself, it is, like, the devil, death, you know. And I know that they're not negative cards. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it's just like, oh. Like, why can't I get something pretty? And then I did the spread for my friend the other day, and all of them were upright. And it was, like, holy, and there was the sun was out, and every card. And I was like, this is so nice, you know? And then I do mine, and it's, like, upside down, you know? Like, which we just went into. Mm -hmm. Like, there was, like, a point in the story where I had six upside-down cards all at once, which... You know, I feel like some of those cards upside down are good. Yeah. You know, like the chaotic cards upside down actually tend to represent. And I find there's no, like, real negative energy to any of the cards. Right. It's just trying to teach you something about yourself you haven't realized or that you're putting off. Like, a cycle that needs to be ended. Right. Because with the devil, a lot of times when I read it for people, it's like, there's a person or situation or even yourself that's holding you back and putting you in that bondage that the card represents. Right. So you have to acknowledge it so you can release it. Exactly. Because we're not just like perfect beings. Like we wouldn't be here, right? If we were perfect. That's what makes us humans. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, stuff like astrology and just the the tarot, it just like helps you get a a deeper Mm -hmm. glimpse um, into those like patterns, you know. And the thing is like when I do it, like if I... If I do them too close together, I end up getting, like, the same reading, Yeah, you know? And it's, like, so I'm, like, okay, I obviously haven't fixed whatever that was, you know? So I think sometimes we'll, like, reshuffle, you know? And we're, like, that wasn't good. I'm going to redo it. And then it's, like, the same thing. Even if it's different cards, you're, like, okay, I hear you. It's, like, it's time to listen. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, how is the Leonard Bond <laughs> different and similar to the Rider Waite cards? So I'm not too well-versed on the Normand. While I do use them, I use them intuitively. Mm-hmm. But from what I've read about them, it kind of gives you a more direct story. Mm-hmm. So where tarot can kind of branch off, go into different topics, Lenormand's kind of like, this is what's going on, mm-hmm. this is what you need to work on, and this is where you're going. Right. So did you did you study the Rider weight f- a little bit first and then go into Lenormand, or did you start the other way? So I started with... Actually, someone I was dating at the time got me into reading because he was like, I think you might be good at this. Uh-huh. So I started with the Rider Waite deck. I had the inverted one, so it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I would read by the book. It never really worked well for me. Like, it got the point across, but it wasn't deep enough, if that makes sense. Right. So then I bought myself a Lenormand deck thinking it was a tarot deck. Uh-huh. It was not. Okay. So I kind of put it away for a while. And then recently, in the last few months or so, I pulled it back out because it kind of called out to me. Like uh-huh. I, kept, I moved recently and I kept seeing it around my house in different places. And I was like, how did it get there? Right. I guess that means I need to like pick it up and work with it a little bit. Right, it's calling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I noticed <clears throat> some of the cards seemed very similar. Like the major, is that the major arcana? Is that the word? Uh, arcana. Yeah. Major yeah. Arcana. Okay. Okay. Um, so like judgment and stuff like that was still mm-hmm. in there, um, but it had different pictures, but it, I don't know. Like it still had the vibe to yeah. me of like the overall placement of like the center and then you know there's like yeah. the story around but it had the skeleton do they all have like the skeleton so my deck um the marigold tarot was made out of india i believe okay <laughs> so the artists use local flowers flora and fauna but then also every person or being in is a skeleton right kind of representing the beauty of death but then also the beauty from life right and when, when with like the flowers and the animals right because we were like always got a skeleton mm-hmm. within us like right. even when we're alive so we're all just skeletons in a flesh suit exactly exactly okay awesome um so how do you go about giving bad news to people uh, when the reading doesn't come out how the person hoped how do you 
The one thing I tell most people, even before I read sometimes, is I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what you need to hear. Mm -hmm. So when it comes up with something that might seem negative to them, I'll pull a few more cards to give them clarity to be like, this isn't as bad as it seems. Right. It's just something you have to work on. Something that we always have to work on things in our lives. Mm -hmm. There's no end to the cycle of change or working on ourselves. It's just a matter of how you go about doing it. Right. Are you going to do it progressively where you're actually working on? Are you going to keep like putting in the back of your mind for a while? Uh Uh-huh. Do those people, like, when they've had kind of a, a harsher reading, you know, and it's not harsh, but, like, sometimes people really don't like to be, like, critiqued. You they know, even if it's, like, stuff. even if it's astrology. Mm-hmm. Like, I read my husband's uh, Chiron stuff to him last night. <laughs> and I read my own, too, you mm-hmm. know, and it's hard. It's hard to hear it, you know. But I'm, like, wondering, like, if, if they were to get, like, a, a rougher reading, like, would they try to come back, like, you know, do they usually come back to you and like have another reading in a day or so? Or um, I have, I have some friends from my school who come every week or so to get a reading. Okay. And they're some of them are a little hard. I've made a few of my friends cry just because it was so intense for them. But yeah. they were also like, that was a release that I needed. I right. needed to hear that. Right. So they never really get like mad or upset about it. They're uh-huh. just like, that sucks. But I really did need to hear it. Right, yeah, I made this guy cry one time by accident. Like, I'm not like I said, I'm not great with cards, mm-hmm. but I have been playing with like different decks for a while. Yeah, like, and having I, fun is the most important, honestly, when you start. Right. Because otherwise, right. it becomes like a task. Right, it's like a job. Mm-hmm. But I did. I was using Caroline Mace's archetype cards, mm-hmm. and you really only use them one time, like in your life. And there's a wheel which. I found out later that it's exactly the same as the astrological wheel. So you go through the whole deck and there's all these different archetypes and you pull um, eight or yeah, eight of them that you identify with. So like the mother or, you know, like the poet or whatever. And then there's four that we all had, which is like the saboteur. I don't know if I'm saying, but like where we self-sabotage basically Mm Um, the inner child, the prostitute, which is where we like sell ourselves mm-hmm. for whatever reason yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, so this, this guy like had all these, you know, good things about himself, but then like the sabotage, the sabotage like landed in his like family. Like, and mm-hmm. then he's like started crying and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I felt kind of bad from like, this is just, you know, like you needed to hear it, right. you know, like, but I feel like. Like, if you're moved to tears about something, then you really recognize, like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe I haven't been putting enough of my energy there or right. spending enough time working on those aspects. So, but yeah, like, making people cry is, like, the worst for me. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? You <laughs> <laughs> just got to give them, that, like, reassuring push of, like, it sucks right now. Right. But once you can take what you've learned and work on it, then this will be a whole phase of your life that you can look back on and be like, wow, look how far I've come. Exactly. Like, really see the growth. Mm-hmm. So, do you, like, document your spreads each time, or do you just, like, move on, you know? I normally just move on. Sometimes if it's a reading for myself, um, my boss actually gave me this book called A Tarot Tracker. Okay. So, if it's something that really stood out to me for my own reading, I'll write it down or in my grimoire. Okay. So, I can look back in, like, a few months, a few weeks, however long, and be like, Oh, I've worked on this, or I need right. to keep working on this or if like I forget about it. See, like, did I have this card? Right, because I always get either like the Empress in my spreads, or uh-huh. like, oh, what's the other one? The High Priestess. Okay. So a lot of divine feminine energy. Right. Because I kind of lean more on the feminine side, uh-huh. energy wise. Right. So they always come up, just reminding me like who I am and what I'm working for. 
Right. I feel like the high priestess and empress are almost like the yin and yang too, mm-hmm. or like the light and dark. So they're right. they're similar, but they're like the other aspects of each other. Right. So I don't know. The last time I pulled the empress, I got pregnant. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want that card. <laughs> She's beautiful though, but like the fertility, you know, of right. that card. So and I like, like really, it was literal for me. Right. You know? <laughs> like I resonate a lot with that. Like I have the goddess Artemis tattooed on me. Oh, I love Artemis. I do too. And then I realized I got this one a couple years before, but it kind of represents a divine masculine, divine feminine. Right. But on the opposite sides of the body of where they align. Right. Okay. So that's like really connecting mm-hmm. and crossing. Yeah. It's so like blurring the lines. Kind right. of. I didn't. I got this uh, tattoo recently, and you can't see it, but um, it's Cat Stevens' uh, artwork. But it's mm-hmm. like a, you know, this old mountain man. And I was like studying like the yin and yang aspects of the body, and I was like, okay, so he's masculine, he's on the right, and I was like, I want to do something prettier yeah. on my left side, and really like represent that. So you you had the same. Mm-hmm. But idea. I didn't even know that until like after I got this one done, someone at my work was like, oh hey masculine feminine i was like oh cool right like i'm glad that worked out crazy coincidence yeah when i was 18 like the day i turned 18 i went and got a tattoo same (laughs) yeah okay cute um and i got a compass on my right foot i got it you know sort of just like to represent you know the different directions like in the journey didn't really think too much about it i'm 18 And, like, years later, I was, like, reading about the Buddha, and, like, one of the stories was saying that he was born with a compass birthmark on the bottom of his right foot. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so beautiful. Like, you know, and it's not like I was thinking about it, but I do feel like, I don't know, I've been studying, like, simultaneous time a lot, and, Mm -hmm. like, how, like, our future and past selves really are still, like, like, they still kind of exist, so, like, even when I was 18, like, I didn't know that yet, but my future self knew that, you yeah. know? And it was, like, I was, like, grateful. I was, like, that I didn't get something, like, Garfield or something. Not that I would ever do that, but you know what I mean? Like, some people, like, if they were to get a tattoo at 18, it would be, like... Right. You know? Like, I try to be conscious and get something small, and then now I'm covered in tattoos. Right. I know. I would love to get more, but I don't actually like the pain, you know? Like, I... I... I psyched myself out last time because it had been a long time since mm-hmm. I got the other one. And I'm like kind of a wimp when like my fat gets pinched. And so I was like looking up all these ways to numb it and all like I did all the stuff like I would have to eat beforehand. I had all this like wrap on me where I'd like put this cream on my arm. And I mean, it might have worked, but it still really hurt. And luckily I used all of my hypnobirthing techniques and I was like... Just, like, the whole time, like, so I was screaming inside, but, like, I was trying to not allow my nervous system to respond Mm -hmm. to it, because that's when, like, I really feel pain. That's when I'm, like, clenched. So, I don't know. I I really want to get a Totoro on my hip so so bad, but then it was, like, the other really bad place to get one. Like, every time I'm, like, I want to get a tattoo there, and I read, and it's, like, in the the red. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, why is, like, that the only places? I will say, like, I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Like, I have tons of piercings and everything, but Uh I also use getting tattoos as kind of a spiritual experience in a way of releasing. Right, like, honoring the the pain. pain. You feel the pain, but you release anything you're holding on to. Or you kind of disconnect yourself from the pain to let your body experience it. Right. I kind of, like, one of my friends threw that idea out there, like, right beforehand. And I was like, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Like, afterwards, I was like, oh, I get that. But during, it's different, you know? Like, when you're actually, like, suffering, you know, it's like, like, I had a hard time, like thinking oh thank you universe for right like this hurts self in pain <laughs> <laughs> <I think. laughs> 
so yeah so i don't know um let's see so you're also a practicing witch so obviously a lot of witches tend to use oracle and tarot and stuff as you know part of their ritual um are there any other rituals that you do pretty regularly let's see so i'm a leo so i love fire so i have a lot of candles on my altar space at home and i love using fire in a way of trying to work with it to move it with your own energy Mm -hmm. and that kind of grounds me in a way so like sometimes i'm going to do a reading for myself or a spell or something I'll just play with fire for a little bit. Right. Because it kind of connects me to my own energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a pretty regular ritual that I would do. And also, like, it's not really a ritual, but incense in itself kind of sets that, like, web of magic throughout my space. And right. I just love burning it. Right. And if you, like, watch incense, like, over time, like, right. in, like, the direction it's going, it right. really is, like, affecting the space. And, like, I find, like... <laughs> when I burn it at work or wherever, if there's someone who is going through a hard time or something, the incense will kind of follow them and the smoke will cleanse them in a way. And like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, you needed that. Right. I'm always like that. Like if there's like a circle of us and we're sitting around the fire Mm -hmm. and like all the smoke, like, like every time I move the smoke, like in my eyes, I'm like, okay, what, what are you trying to tell Mm -hmm. me? (laughs) Cause you know, I, I do like, I I don't know. I feel really tuned into elements Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm, like, really aware of stuff like that, where other people are just sort of laughing about it. Right, and I'm it's like, like, everything has a purpose. Right, exactly. I think it's interesting. I've been studying astrology, and, like, so there's, like, three fire signs, and I'm an Aries, and I've, it's talking about, like, the last thing I was studying was, like, uh, Aries are the fire starter, mm-hmm. and Leo is, like, the fire that's going. And so it's interesting when you said you light the candle and sort of let it go, mm-hmm. versus, like, when I do mine, I light it and start. You know, so like that's yeah. just like a weird observation that I noticed. One like, thing you can try that I learned a few years ago just from like playing around with it myself is put your hand on one side of the flame, envision and kind of focus on it moving towards your hand and watch it do it. Right. Because it will. Right. It's like proves the interconnectedness. Right. And that's the whole thing like with, I had just brought up this up yesterday. So y'all are going to like be getting sick of me talking about this, but uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I you, love Avatar. I love it so much. Like, I think about it in my life My often. cat's name is Yue. Because she's white and looks like the moon. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, but yeah, like, just this, the concept of, you know, element bending. Right. Like, after I watched the show, I, like, looked up videos of people doing stuff. <laughs> and, like, there really was this guy. And, like, I mean, he didn't make big ripples. But, like, with right. he was doing, like, the moves. It's and, all about energy work. Right. And that's like with fire, I feel like it's one of the more obvious ones, you know, Right, because it's like going like you're, you're not like creating the fire. You're right. like moving it once it's already started. But with water, like it's, I don't know. I feel like it takes longer to get like in mm-hmm. tune with it. Cause water kind of flows how it wants, you know? Right. It's like with fire as... winds and everything can control it. But then water, you're just like, well, <laughs> it's a give and take, push and pull kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm. I like to tell people I'm a professional bubble dancer and like most people when they like make bubbles are just thinking of like, Oh, when you're a kid and like, blowing bubbles. but I'm like thinking about like the water in the bubble mm-hmm. mixture and like the air, you know, right. that I have to catch. But I don't know. I kind of feel like a bender when I'm doing it. Cause like I really am. And I've used my intention. Like, if I imagine the bubble is going to be huge, like if I right. really focus and like I'll stare like into it, I swear I can like make it go really far, you know, but this is also me 
feel it's like a wave you know like guys that are surfing they're like oh that's not a good wave so I'm gonna wait so I want to make bubbles the reason I'm like really good people are like oh, he's so good it's because I'm reading the elements mm-hmm. so I'm like okay here we go this is a good this is the gust and like I, I hold out for that sometimes to get yeah. the big bubble but I think there's like a lot of magic there you know and it's silly but it's because of the elements involved but also that like childlike magic in a sense is like the most important thing anyone can do like connecting with your inner child healing it so you can still live in that childlike state of wonder right right which some people might frown upon because it's like oh ignorance is bliss but there's so much knowledge in being able to see the world clearly right and just like studying like really like focusing on these things that just kind of come and go but like giving them the the attention and right. so like okay i blew a bubble and i move on but i didn't just do that i was like i want to like kind of look into this more and like um create like my wands like i imagine them being actual wands mm-hmm. you know i wrapped them like i like they're like hickory you know yeah. like I, I wrapped them with like whatever colors i wanted and and so i don't know like to me it's kind of a ritual but i feel like people they either love it or they're like oh god could she go well her, i love it yeah with her bubbling you know <laughs> so it's really fun you'll have to i definitely will try it yeah I like play with them someday like doing it at the lake is the best thing ever because you know there's like lots of gusts of wind and when you make a giant bubble and close it and it goes out into the water it does not pop because mm-hmm. of the water so it bounces and like there was one night where we were all out there really late, and um, I just kept making bubbles. And when there's no sun, there's really nothing to pop them. Like, the sun is basically going to evaporate mm-hmm. the liquid. So, like, there was, like, 30 giant bubbles just in the middle of the lake. There's, like, this guy on a boat just, like, dragging through. And I'm just, like, looking around. And I always get people in the like, you know, like, cheering me on. And I'm, like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, if I was on the water looking... Mm-hmm. You know, and like, what, where are these uh, coming from? You know, like, but I can get quite a few going, you know, so it's really cool. So, um, are there any like, um, specific holidays that you observe or celebrate? I normally follow the Sabbaths. So okay. like Yule, Ostera, Samhain, and mm-hmm. Samhain's actually coming up. Right. And I'm trying, me and my boss are talking about having a little Samhain festival or like okay. potluck thing at our work. Okay. So a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And then having like a little altar space to honor the past loved ones because it is the like one of the thinnest points between the veil. Right. So it's a great way to connect with your past loved ones, your spirit guides, whoever. Right. This is like the whole concept of like Coco with the ofrenda. Um, do you, like so you you just call it an altar where they is that like the same word? Is that just like a different language for you think or? I think so. I honestly haven't seen Coco. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, she would love it. <laughs> and now I've heard so many good things about it. Right. It really is. You know, good. I guess it's good for like children, you know, because I'll talk about it sometimes. Like I'll plant like marigolds around that mm-hmm. time, so like the petals, you know, are like guiding the loved ones back. It's yeah. like the bridge, and it was the first movie I ever took my son to see in theaters, Aww. and I literally <laughs> cried for like twenty minutes after <laughs> the movie because it was just so beautiful, and like you don't expect all this like spirituality in Disney movies, but they are like. It's there now. You oh, know, like Moana is. was very spiritual. Right. She was like connected to the ocean. Right. And like her grand, like her grandmother, like if I could pick any Disney character that I related to, it would be her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And like, at, she like turns into the, you know, stingray and like guides her. So then that's that whole like animal totem. And right. I don't know. I just feel like they're doing a really good job, which some people hate it, you know, 
And they're like, I will not let they my children. Because they don't understand. Right. And societies form this like religious boundary. Of Yeah. Like if it's not to the book, like if it's not exactly, you know, based on like something the Bible would say, it's like, right. it's bad. And I just don't understand like the controlling aspects of some of the faiths. Like I've, I dabble in all of them. Mm-hmm. Like people have like, cl- I don't know if it's classified me as a witch. I don't know what it is, but I've been called a witch before and it's not like, I don't take it derogatory, yeah. but like, I just don't, I dabble in so many things that I'm like, I don't even know what to call it. You know? Right. Cause That's like, kind of where I'm at too. Cause right. like I grew up in a Christian school for like 11 years. Right. So like you have these Christian archetypes, household. right? Yeah. Like, like even though I'm not, you know, not like focused just on Christianity in my path, I still like, as I study archetypes, I'll like think about, random saints and right. you know because like, like every was... religion has validity to it right like, that's how i feel that's how i feel so like i never i have a hard time relating to people who are just like completely closed off right. to the fact that there are other cultures out there right and that like they have their own beliefs and like i i just don't love the idea of like going out and like converting people and i'm like let them be it's so like, harmful it really is it's like you know, like, that's, our beliefs are, like, like our core, you know? And for a lot of people, like, that's everything to them. So, like, right. to go and, like, convert and, like, dominate and, and just kind of take that out from them. Right. It's and like it's, it's who they are. Right. Like, oh, you want some food? Like, well, sorry, you're going to have to, like, give up your, right. you know? So, like, that, and any religion, like, there's a lot of religions that do that, like, that want to convert and stuff. And I'm just, like, it's not the religion I have a thing against. It's just, like, that concept. Right. Of taking other people's gods away. Because, like, not everyone who practices, like, Christianity or Islam, whatever it may be, isn't the same. They're totally, like, all these different branches. And, like, they argue amongst themselves. Like, so, like, even in the Christian community, you got, like, Baptists and, you know, like, Methodists. Like, so, like, if, like, they're not even agreeing amongst themselves. So, it's, like, I'm not going to take it personally that they're not going to agree with me. Because, like, they (laughs) don't even agree with their fellow Right. Christians a lot of times so it's just like okay that's cool I just sort of roll with it you know and that's all you really can do right because the more you kind of like stir the pot and try to get them to understand you the more they don't want to right it's like that's fine but like my belief system is let people do what they want as long as it's not harming themselves or others right that's like one of my favorite aspects of like paganism mm-hmm. and like like the craft is this idea that we create our own right so like we might share rituals like i think that that's why people think oh she's a witch it's because i share so many rituals i do mm-hmm. like i like oracle stuff i'm like into astrology i love crystals so yeah i could see what like where they're getting the label from but i don't know there's just so much out there and like right. all of these <clears throat> these ways to explore like these inner this inner life right. you know and I feel like, especially now with, like, social media and everything, people want to just label you as a witch. Right. But it's, like, there's so much more. It's just spiritualism. Exactly, exactly. So, I guess if I had to pick a label, I would probably go more with pagan because, like, I just, like, my rituals change all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And um, as far as, like, I do, like, have new moon and full moon things. That That's pretty constant for me, you know, that I honor those, but... I don't know, like, I kind of am not great with anything, like, doing it regularly, so, like, I, like, I guess that's why I don't want to be like, oh, I'm in a witchcraft, because, like, I'm not disciplined enough to, well, like... Well, that's the thing, is, like, a lot of people make it seem like you have to follow this set calendar right. of things, but also, like, 
witchcraft for me is more like you're connecting with yourself and magic. Right. You don't have to meet anyone's guidelines. Right. Because, like, I'll have days where I'm in a depressive episode or something and I don't want to do anything. Right. But then days I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Just kind of do it when you need to and when you feel like you should. Right, because it's there, I feel like, to help kind of pull you out of those parts. They right. heal. There's healing there. Like, right. that's the, the magic part like, of it. Like, we all are magic. We have magic in our blood. Right. Yeah, I think, the, like, I don't know. How would you explain magic to people, you know, that are only thinking Harry Potter? Like, right. I think people, and I love Harry Potter. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, I, I think that, like, they get so caught up on, like, like actually like manifesting something right away right, and it's like shows up right in front of you yeah like that but like how do you describe like everyday magic you know everyday magic kind of comes through every little thing you do whether it's how you sweep your floor you close your door the food you make it's all about intention mm-hmm. but it's also that deep divine connection to yourself your higher self and the earth and the magics that are around and in it right because i mean the breeze is magic right you can hear things you can talk to people through the breeze uh-huh the earth itself when the stars come out at night that's magic right you're getting that energy from beyond our plane mm-hmm. it's literally just everything right and it's <laughs> and it's just about how aware you are of it right that's that's the thing is it's always there whether you believe in it or not but like once you start to open yourself up you start getting messages in all of these forms right. you know it's not just finding a feather it's all sorts of stuff like it's spilling your coffee and then being like oh wow like i had to stop and pause like you know like (laughs) like finding like little messages and it's almost like coming from your higher self you know and it's like you needed to pause or you didn't need to leave right then or you needed to be more present Mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah it's like based on like how you perceive it so like the more open you are I feel like to getting messages and like tuning right. in, the more you're going to see. Because your spirit guides, deities, whatever, whoever it may be that you believe in, is just there to help you and guide you and show you what you need to know. Right. The more closed off you are, the harder it's going to be. Right. When you take that time to be like, I'm opening myself up. Right. I want to be aware. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Then it can start to come in. Right. And just like allow yourself to receive mm-hmm. the messages, you know, and... I feel like sometimes it takes, a, you know, it might take a couple of days. Right. Like something happens. <laughs> I might not see the beauty in that moment. Like, oh, a traffic jam or so, you know. But then like later I might be like, okay. Like I had this thought like because I was stuck in traffic, I had time to mm-hmm. to reflect. Or maybe like I listened to a song that like inspired the whole day, like shifted the whole day around. Right. You know, like something that I wasn't paying attention to at the time. But like three days later, I'll look back and be like, oh, wow, like. You know, like that one Coldplay song. I like listened to Coldplay the whole day. I was super happy after that. Like I'm kind of glad, you know, I was forced yeah. to sit for a moment and just be still. Like, so, but we don't really love to be still, you know, like our culture is so. We have to keep going, going, going. Yeah. And there's definitely a balance there, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like that's like what we're like seeking is, you know, stillness versus action all the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, but that's like all the going in and just listening and like you know like or just like following what's coming up you know like if you're really tuning into yourself you'll know how to respond like whether it's for action or stillness you Mm -hmm. know so i feel like we're coming to the end of this like mercury retrograde like how do you (laughs) view that are you into astrology i am a little bit i wish i was more knowledgeable Mm -hmm. but you know all the time Right, that you're always learning. Like, so you've, right. like, really spent time with the tarot, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, so I'm just, like, getting into the astrology. Like, 
I love how each person I meet has like this focus and like when we come together, like we can share, you know? Right. So yeah, but like it's, you know, coming to the end. I'm ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Normally I'm not like, I've even went through points where I'm like, I'm fine during retrogrades, but I'm starting to ask the question of it's not every retrograde, but like the energy that the retrograde sort of happens within. Right. So something about it happening within like the Virgo Libra energy like hit me harder mm-hmm. where like there's other ones that sometimes I feel like I benefit during right. retrograde. No, I completely get that. But this time I felt like it was almost across the board. Like everyone I know, people that don't practice anything, like mm-hmm. that don't even believe in it. You know, we'll be like, oh, my computer, you know, crashed finally after 10 years of you thinking it was going to happen or, you know, like all this, lots of technical mm-hmm. stuff this time. Most so. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So when you practice, do you practice like with a coven or you, do you do it mostly on your own or? Normally I do it on my own. I do have a few friends who practice similar things to me. So we'll get together, do a ritual, do a spell or just sit and mm-hmm. talk about it. But most of the time, it's alone. Right. Yeah, I like I like the group energy for many things. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to yoga, I do, or I used to, I haven't went in a while, like kundalini yoga. And like at the end, we would have tea. I always brought tea. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of my thing. And we'd have snacks. And like that was sort of the, we did all of the things together. And then we would sit together. And yeah. it was so nice to be a part of the group. But like I it's totally a different vibe when I'm doing it alone. Right. So it's, it's like I'm way more focused on the internal and not so much of like what we're doing as a group. But here's those, like the Bible coming back out. Like when two or more gather, like I think of that all the time. It's like when two or more people gather, it, it's just the energy around and like, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you need that added energy or someone else's perspective in whatever you're doing. Right, or, like, I think of, like, the Care Bears, like, mm-hmm. Care Bears there. Like, you're all, when you're all directing mm-hmm. your light, you know, right. one thing it becomes more potent, mm-hmm. you know? So. Most definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Um, or do you use any, like, magical tools or things that help you, like, channel energy? Yeah, so, like, the obvious is, like, selenite. I have a little selenite wand that I keep on my altar space, mm-hmm. but also, like, an athame, a ritual knife. Okay. I use that through like mine's Damascus steel. One of my friends from work actually gave it to me, but I've been using it because it I feel like it directs my energy mm-hmm. for certain things. Right. But also I use a lot of herbal magic. Okay. I mean I do work at like a tea shop, but right, <laughs> outside right. of that, using herbal magic, whether it be the purpose medicinal wise uh-huh. or magical. Right. But then obviously crystals. I love crystals. Yeah. <laughs> um fire again. I feel like fire is a tool you can kinda work with. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, cards, divination, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, you pulled a card earlier. I was like, I guess, is it a sword mm-hmm. in there? Okay, it kind of looked more like a smaller Yeah, like knife. a little dagger. But, like, it was uh, pointed a certain way. So when you said, like, to direct, like, it really did make me, like, kind of look to the mm-hmm. future because it was sort of in that position. So it's not always for cutting, but, like, as right. a, like, look that way. You can even view it as, like, cutting down the obstacles in your path right. to get to the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, like, the symbology and all of this. Like, I get all caught up in, like, studying symbolism. Same. Like, that's probably my favorite of everything is 
And that's where I can find the, um, like the universal truth Mm -hmm. is because I study symbolism. And so like when I read the Bible or like when I study, you know, like some Indian texts or, you know, like Buddha, like I can see like the symbolism in it all. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of like the same story, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just different like main characters and like, so they're going to tell it a little differently. Like, but I don't know, like the stuff is similar, you know, like the background. It's reoccurring in so many religions across the world. Right. It's like there's validity in there because it is reoccurring so much. Right. So there has to be something, you Mm -hmm. know, like I think of people like the tribal stuff or you have people in like South America and then you go to like Asia and you look at the timelines and you're like, how? are they like basically both drawing like dragons and like how is that you know if there wasn't something you know like really interconnecting us all like how are we all seeing dragons at the same time in different parts of the world we've never communicated i mean what are we drawing like where's that energy coming from you know even in like hinduism and christianity there was still like a jesus figure air quotes around that Right. Where there was upset person who mm-hmm. was kind of spreading the message of their gospel. Right. Yeah, the Krishna story is so close to the Jesus story. Right. And that, like, in my mind, I almost, like, group them together, which is, right. like, I mean, it's silly. They're totally different, right? But, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just, like, watching a different, like, when Disney, like, redoes The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're making it, you know, with these different... Right. Characters, but it's the same core belief. Like when I think about some of the Christian stories, and then I study like Jesus, you know, like especially their childhood is mm-hmm. like sort of like coming into their right. magic, you know, and they're like, like starting to realize their journey, you know, and like I don't know, it's just there's definitely some overlap, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like the zeitgeist really. Have you ever seen that? I feel like I have. It's It was pretty big, like, 10 years ago. But I remember watching it, and it just was, like, this huge, whoa, like, everything I'd kind of thought, mm-hmm. you know. like But they're using it, like, very specifically, like, pinpointing down the similarities and, mm-hmm. like, like, the stars at, at these different births and, like, like the Magi or, you know, like, like showing, like, the three stars that were ushered mm-hmm. in, you know. So it really helped me think about things that way i mean it has a lot of like conspiracy Mm -hmm. (laughs) theories within it but like if you just focus on you know like how many times like the story was told of like this immaculate conception and Mm -hmm. you know like the three things brought to this baby i don't know it's like it's a universal right it comes back up over and over again different places right so it's like maybe god incarnates in these different forms you know Mm -hmm. so that not just one group of people get the message. Like, why, that kind of always seemed odd to me. Like, for this belief that God would only bless, like, white people or, you right. know, or just, like, one group. And then, like, that group's supposed to convert the whole world. I'm like, right. I think, in my mind, like, the being we call God would want to manifest a little bit or show, like, up in some way to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like... It's like this universal love, you know, like they say, oh, God loves you like a parent or something, you know, like you're not just going to be like shunning. Right. I mean, Why I guess wouldn't so- they want that for everybody. Exactly. You know, but like they might interpret, you know, what they're seeing differently. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a different story. So 
Right. Um, how has magic like changed your life? So, you know, from when you first sort of started practicing to now, like how have you evolved? So like, I feel like I kind of always knew I was supposed to be practicing something of the sorts, even when I was little, mm-hmm. whether it be through like media or books or whatever, I always had that view of like, I want to be a witch. I want to practice magic just because right. it felt right. Uh huh. And then once I started like stepping into who I was as like a young adult, I'm 21 now, so I have not too old or anything, but I feel like it's really shaped that I view the world in a magical way. Like uh-huh. I see things in the trees. I feel things. I pick on people's energy. It's just my every day. Mm-hmm. It just makes life a little bit more fun. Right, right. I would never guess that you were 21. You're so, like, wise, you know? But, like, when I was 21, I was not, like, as advanced, you know? Like, I guess I was dabbling in things. Mm -hmm. And it's all a process. Like, everyone's on their own path, stepping into their own power in their own way. Right. And I feel like, you know, reincarnation kind of comes into play. Like, Mm -hmm. some of us are... You know, if you look at their charts, like, you can see some of us came in with certain things that other people don't have. And they, like, sort of accumulate them throughout the journey where, like, some people are born and they already have. You know, it's kind of like a video game, right? right? Like, you know, like, you can die, but as long as you got past a certain level, like, you keep all of your resources or whatever you just, like, collected, you know? And I kind of look at all of it like a video game at the end of the day. Like, it helps me visualize. Mm -hmm the story of you know behind it all um so what are like some of the common things that people come to you for tarot readings for one because i set up every week at hummingbird Mm -hmm. um but then also i have a few people who i've made spells for and they keep coming back asking for different ones the most common one would be like a dream spell Mm -hmm. people with nightmares i'll make something put in their pillow next to their bed burn a candle put like a little evil eye above their bed something like that and they'll say it stops right so I'll have people come and be like, oh, someone told me about this. Can you make me one too? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, right. This is fun. Right. But then also sometimes like all three of my jobs are kind of to be a therapist. I'm in hair school. I read tarot. I work at a bar. Mm-hmm. So just kind of giving people guidance and clarity when they can't see it for themselves. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you say is the biggest misconception that our society holds in regards to witchcraft? That we worship the devil. <laughs> right? Like, Because I don't fully even believe in a devil in like exactly. the biblical sense. Right. I think negative energy and positive are one and the same. It's just interpreted by different people and people's intentions affect it. Right. And like, I don't worship the devil. I don't fully believe in like the Christian God. I believe there is a higher power. Exactly. I believe there's something guiding all of us. Right. Whether it's one set deity or multiple mm-hmm. or our own higher selves, you right. know? It's like, but also like that we... <laughs> sacrifice that kind of stuff Uh uh-huh like i'm a vegetarian (laughs) right right i don't kill bugs right i don't kill anything Mm -hmm. i want everyone to feel loved everything to be loved and to serve its purpose right so there's definitely i mean there are people like that do worship oh most definitely but that is not that's like yeah you could probably be a satanist and be a witch but it's not always universally like that's not how everyone practices and like, like even from studying like satanism luciferianism i can't pronounce that word like, they don't even really believe in the devil either. Right. Because it's, like, Lucifer, the fallen angel. Right. And they don't acknowledge, like... They acknowledge the Christian God. Mm-hmm. But they don't acknowledge in a way of, like, having this overwhelming power and this overwhelming evil. Right. I feel like... I I watched a lot of stuff on, like, Aleister Crowley, which I'm not advocating him at all. Same. But I like to study all the perspectives. Right. But 
really to me like he was very focused on like the self so like Mm -hmm. to me when i think of like lucifer it's like the separation from duality to be like fully in the self Mm -hmm. so you might make like very selfish choices it might end up making you kind of seem evil you Mm -hmm. know even to others because most of us are like thinking about like the community Mm -hmm. and all that but like you know, like if you're all into the self, like maybe you're, you're disconnected from that. You and know? it is important to be aware of yourself and do things for yourself, but finding the balance of helping yourself so you can better help others. Right. Right. It's for most of us, it comes mm-hmm. back to, you know, sharing, Right. you know, like we, we do self care and we work on ourselves so that we can go out into the world and exactly, you know, like kind of give our like blessing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, when you do that work, like you really do like set this example and like people can see it. And I think, you know, just by existing, you know, I've done some past life, uh, stuff. I did the Akashic record reading and, you know, of course we're all going to be like, what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I here for? And, and she's like, you're here to just be yourself. (laughs) And just by existing, like your energy goes out. And so, I really do kind of think about it like when I'm at the store, you know, like I'm walking around, I'm smiling. Sometimes I'm not smiling, you know, but either way I'm affecting right. the people that I'm coming in contact with, even if I don't talk to them, you know? So I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, like part of my spiritual path is like the like recognition of how I'm influencing those around me, whether mm-hmm. it's in a good or a negative kind of way. Um, so, Yeah. Um, I feel like we're kind of coming to the end. Let's see at the time. So could you take a few minutes to talk about your, the fair that you just did Mm -hmm. and some of the future things that you have going on? So I just worked at the, of the werewolves festival. Uh It was up in Winfield, Tennessee. A girl I work with works for nocturnal entertainment. So they threw that. I got to been there. So I had tarot, some crystals, some spells, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Hummingbird was also there. So it was nice to have my little family. Right. Um, I'm hoping in the future, because I just started offering my services for like virtual readings. If people aren't comfortable with in person or doing like parties and events. I've worked a few birthday parties for people, which are a lot of fun. Uh Uh-huh. Because like it's a bunch of like big groups of women who just want to hear each other's readings. Right. Just a lot of fun. Um, I would like to expand maybe later down the road, not anytime soon, about teaching others uh-huh. how to use tarot, since I do do it in a different way than a lot of people. Right. Teaching them to like trust their intuition and their energy for it, that you don't have to do it by a set way or a set book. Right. But there's validity in that. I know people who read amazing readings just from the Rider Waite book and the deck. Right. It doesn't work for me, you know? Right. <laughs> and I mean, if you like force yourself, like you right. could probably find truth right. doing and, like, that it way. It worked but... when I was doing it that way, but it wasn't like as raw I exactly guess. exactly i was yeah. like oh here's your past present future that's great but now i'm like well here's what got you to there right you know? right i feel like the big thing is just sort of focusing on like the difference between like a sword and a coin mm-hmm. and or a pentacle uh you know like the that just the energy of like those four right thing i think that that's like good to sort of oh it definitely is and then like astrology comes into play with tarot too right which i'm not super well versed on but like I want to learn. It is all interconnected. Like mm-hmm. Shanti yesterday um, attributed all of the planets in astrology to the chakras. And of course uh, it makes sense, but right. I had never thought about it that way. And it really blew my mind a little bit, you know, cause like, she's like Mercury in the throat. I'm like, of course Mercury would be in the throat. Like, communication. communication. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I love when it like all starts overlapping mm-hmm. and it's like, 
but then it's like all this valid validity because it's like going to come to you in these different forms. Right. So yeah. All right, and you, you're at the Hummingbird. Is it a certain day of the week that you do uh, it's those? Every Thursday from five to ten. So I set up a little altar space, candles, crystals. I'm gonna start bringing some little like do-it-yourself spells. Okay. For people to do so, it's like I already mix the herbs. I write instructions. I write a little spell for them to say and what to do. Mm-hmm. And they like light the candle. They focus their intentions on it so they can use it to best suit themselves. Right. Because I feel like I could just sell them something and be like, "Oh, this will do this," but like, I want them to experience it for themselves. Right. And to make it work for their situation, because I don't know their situation. Right. So you just have like all the resources and then you just mm-hmm. customize it. Pretty much, based yeah. On the, yeah. That's good. Because I feel like everyone kind of needs... A little something different. Yeah. So are the candles, like there's like different colors mm-hmm. or so like different thing, like the colors represent different yeah. outcomes, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Or different energies they want to focus on. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much. Thank you. For being on here. I just love meeting you in person. And same. I feel like I've known you forever, also which is same. always weird to me, you know, like <laughs> when I find, like meet those people because it is so rare for me to meet someone like out in the wild that mm-hmm. I connect with. So like when I do, I'm like, oh, we've known each other forever. Like I love this person. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you for being on the show. And thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to join us next week on the Astral Hour. Talk to you soon. Oh, oh, oh.